0: If these weren't recorded, mate, that'd be mm-hmm. a shame, right? What are you doing? Dave, I'm telling you, mate, you've done well, mate. Yeah, good job, mate. Well done. Yeah. Good on you, matey.
1: You're listening to The Dollop. This is an American History Podcast. Each week, I read a story to my friend. Gareth Reynolds has got no idea what the topic will be about.
0: I mean, are you... I'm in character for this one, mate. Yeah. You know, is he... You live with it. What Fucking graph Englishman, mate. Bit of a gangster, yeah. Okay. Yeah, tough. Yeah. yeah. Got your back, though. You're one of the good ones, you are, David. Okay. You're all right, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna go on with the podcast. Yeah, yeah. You do your thing, mate. Do your thing. Yeah. I'm just here to watch, mate. Yeah. Okay. God, you want to little hit to dude? I'll do one bubble. People say this is funny. Not Gary Gera. Stay okay. Someone
1: or something is tickling people.
0: Is it for fun? And this
1: is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You <laughs> are Queen Fakey of Made
0: Uptown. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle and do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. That's- Nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no.
1: Uh, we'd like to thank our sponsors at patreon you guys make this podcast possible right all the subscribers all the peeps who help out couldn't agree more dave we really appreciate it um i love you dave took a real weird turn what do you mean just honesty is a weird a weird turn that's uh, a weird turn honesty is
0: yeah okay well the way you did it
1: I think honesty isn't normal Yeah, no, honesty, I guess for you, someone who's Oh, stop Emotionally bankrupt Well,
0: emotionally bankrupt August 10th, Uh, 1930 Hey, asshole, we'll deal with that later, but I am not emotionally bankrupt (laughs) This GDP's thriving emotionally
1: Very very threatening, Very, very defensive
0: Oh, really? Maybe I should take my buddy from earlier in the podcast and go beat you up out back Your cat is being ridiculous
1: Look, he's having fun on a computer Pedro San Juan was born in Havana, Cuba. His father was a classical composer, conductor, and founder of the Havana Philharmonic Orchestra. What year is this? I'm sorry.
0: 18? 1930.
1: 1930. His mother was a Spanish professor and writer. As a child, Pedro's family traveled to Spain and were there when the Spanish Civil War broke out. Okay. After living through years of war, they escaped through the Basque Mountains and eventually Basque went back to Cuba in 1939. They then immigrated to the United States in 1941, settling in South Carolina. Okay. Pedro was shocked at the treatment of black people in America.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I mean what he's never seen one one culture enslave another for no reason. I mean, what, come on, based on the color of their skin. Live a little. It was
1: not how life was in Cuba. <clears throat> he said so called decent white people treated blacks as less than human. Nonetheless, Pater became a U.S. citizen in 1947. He was riding around town with some friends in high school when his friends just started shooting into the black part of town for the hell of it.
0: It's gotta be so, like, if you're him, they're just like, yeah, look at that girl, that's fun, yeah. What do you feel like doing later, guys? Hey, I'm gonna shoot in this ghetto for a second. <laughs> you're like, ah, guys, we we're just, we we're just having fun. Hey, you're like psychopaths. Thought we were having fun for a minute. Remember girls' milkshakes? That's what we were talking about.
1: Pedro got out of the car and walked home. When Pedro was 26, he served as a Naval Intelligence Officer for two years in Germany. He met and married his wife on June 21st, 1958. Her father was a top Latin American expert at the State Department. Pedro decided to work on Latino outreach for John F. Kennedy's presidential campaign in 1960. Of course, this is when the Cold War was in full swing. Now, the late 50s and early 60s were a turbulent time for Africa. Several nations became independent in 1960. Newspapers called it the Year of Africa.
0: They needed a few more, apparently. Yeah, right.
1: Uh, The UN was also greatly affected. Now the balance of power was thrown out of whack as the African voting bloc made up about a quarter of the General Assembly. This meant the U.S. had to create alliances by building and maintaining relationship with, relationships with these new countries. Okay. John F. Kennedy had seen it coming as a senator in 1957 when he said, uh, quote, the sweep of African nationalism is the most potent factor in foreign affairs today. We can resist it or ignore it, but for only a little while. We can see it exploited by the Soviets with grave consequences or we in this country can give it hope and leadership and thus improve immeasurably our standing and our security smart kind of smart right yeah sounds smart
0: no wonder he had to get killed yeah thank you
1: this uh became a big part of his platform in 1960 another part of his platform was civil rights but when he got into office that quickly took a back seat he postponed promised executive action on federally assisted housing and integrated integrating the National Guard. He was going for, quote, minimum civil rights action. A Kennedy loyalist said there was a quote, a firm belief that there is no possible chance of passing a civil rights bill. Unfortunately, America's horrific racism was a problem for arriving African diplomats who are now black instead of white.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I I, like the uh, there's it's so upsetting to always know that whenever a pot like whenever someone gets like that since probably even before Kennedy, but even since then, you still are talking not only about civil rights, but when someone gets into office doing what they fucking said they would do. And they just they just recognize they can't and they don't. Ah, fuck it.
1: Ghana had recently gained independence from Britain. In 1957, the Ghanaian finance minister went to a Howard Johnson's restaurant but was refused a glass of orange juice because he was black.
0: That is so, I mean, like, he's yeah, and he's like, I am the ambassador from Ghana. They're and like, they're like, like okay. yeah, why don't you get outside? There's a certain water fountain you can drink from, mister. Unbelievable. The nerve to come inside. And Ghana's not even a place, dummy. Instead, he was given
1: the juice in a to-go container to take outside where he was allowed to drink it.
0: Drink outside where you're allowed to drink it. I well, have a, an enormous mansion where I come from. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, well, drink it there. Drink it
0: out. Yeah, go is to your that, mansion that, and drink outside? your OJ. Get out.
1: The waitress told him he could not sit at a table because, quote, colored people are not allowed to eat in here.
0: Can you? I, I'll stop, but can you imagine just like here, like if you heard that no. now, you'd be like, I'm fucking sorry. Fucking
1: crazy. <laughs> President Eisenhower invited the finance minister to, minister to breakfast at the White House to make up for the blatant racism. Another African-American diplomat. And then
0: at the White House, they were like, you're not allowed to go in that side. Don't, please don't. <laughs> don't use the silverware. Don't use the silverware. <laughs> can we get the plastic silverware for the finance He'll minister? He'll eat with his hands, won't you, sir? Another
1: African diplomatic secretary was driving in Washington, D.C. when he was told, quote, Black nigger, get that car out of here, get away, or we'll lynch you. When the diplomat asked what was wrong, he was promptly pulled from his car and beaten up. Oh, my God. By the way, if you... uh, I will be using that word because it is historically accurate uh, for what happened. That is
0: crazy, though.
1: Yeah. (sighs) In 1959, a Ghanaian ambassador was refused service on Route 40 in Maryland. Route 40 was the major road in and out of Washington, D.C. The treatment of black diplomats was being noted, and it started to get major press in 1960. The Washington Post wrote an article in August 1960 titled, D.C. is a hardship post for Negro diplomats. They were experiencing problems finding houses and places to eat. One African diplomat
0: said... I mean, said, if you tell an African you're going to go to America and starve, they're like, what? What's you're how crazy. Say what's happening? How's that possible? What do you mean?
1: One African diplomat said, quote, we have no particular affection for Russians, but their imperialism isn't racist. When they did find a place to live, owners would charge them a higher rate to compensate for their color.
0: Well, that's uh, what we call the black tax hack. You gotta pay an extra third, because obviously... You ain't what? You're not the same as us. You color different? Is ya? I am an ambassador from Ghana.
1: Then you can afford it from where I'm sitting. You fucking
0: assholes. Boy. Assholes! I'm older than you!
1: (laughs) In November 1960, two Ghanaian diplomats went to a polling place in Georgia to observe the presidential election procedures. What did they think they're doing? Possibly for use in their own country.
0: Well, hopefully they would be put in some sort of tank or something to watch this.
1: But as soon as they entered, the white voters became enraged. Police were called, and the diplomats were told to, quote, get out of here or there will be trouble. Diplomats? The, The police then... Not only diplomats, but diplomats invited to watch the polling. (laughs) The police then pushed the diplomats out of the building and roughed them up a bit. (sighs) I'll teach you for coming here and trying to learn our ways.
0: All right. That'll teach you to try to spread democracy in your land. Now you know.
1: By late November, the Oregonian reported that President-elect Kennedy and the State Department were worried about the treatment of African diplomats, particularly the standard policy of not renting to black people in Washington, D.C. They were often told to their face, we don't rent to Negroes. This meant they often couldn't find places to live near their embassies. Well. It's awkward. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: awkward. It's tough.
1: Yeah. There are about 100 representatives from... Just say it's
0: credit. <laughs> yeah, we ran your credit. <laughs> yeah, there's so many lies you could make up. It, it, That's what I mean. It's like, and I don't know which is worse, like, because there's definitely racism today, but it's just the idea that you could so publicly be like, no, you can't eat here, or be like, well, we can't rent to you because you're black. Well, it was just so matter of fact. Yeah, matter of black, I like to say. There you go.
1: There are about 100 representatives from 16 new African countries expected to arrive in the next few months. One diplomat spent six months looking for a two-bedroom apartment but could not find one. Holy shit. Another African embassy worker settled into a white neighborhood but moved after his tires were slashed and he kept getting death threats slipped under his
0: door. Well, it's it's I mean, it's that's, always nice to get a note. Yeah, Well, that's just a welcoming committee. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Kennedy wrote to President Eisenhower's Secretary of State expressing great concern on how this would reflect on the U.S. He didn't want the housing situation to jeopardize U.S. relations with the African countries. The real estate board uh, agreed to give housing requests from diplomats the same
0: special treatment they gave to members of Congress. That's nice. But just not any other blacks.
1: Right. A Ghanaian diplomat received a note that was addressed. Dear head nigger. The letter said blacks were not wanted in the U.S. and was signed by Count August W. von Holzenern Hoffenhofer, a white American for a white South Africa.
0: Wait, a lot of agendas. That's, that's yeah. a real name. That guy I uh, got a lot of agendas. That's but, his real name. Well, I mean, I'm sorry to make that the headline. I'm going with, but what is his name? I, it's
1: a, I'm surprised you're not. Uh, more struck by the deer head.
0: Look, we'll get to it. Okay. But what the hell is his name?
1: August W. Von Haltzenhearn Hoffenhofer. Uh, I mean, that's bananas. Yeah, no, it's completely bananas. Okay. It sounds like a made up cartoon
0: racist. let's talk about how crazy it is to start with deer. <laughs> <laughs> or head. He- head, yeah. <sighs> Jesus. Uh, I mean... The deer is a weird way to start it. Dear, so... the worst thing I can say You just start with the H- HN
1: Now at this time Pedro San Juan put on JFK's subcabinet committee on Now at this time Pedro San Juan was put on JFK's sub-cabinet committee on civil rights Pedro learned that an African delegate to the UN Had once been barred from an airport restaurant in Atlanta Instead he was made to sit on a stool in a hangar In a hangar? Where he was allowed to eat his sandwich
0: alone, just surrounded by planes, just on a stool, Of a stool or a bucket, maybe like
1: a fucking mechanic on a break in a hangar, where he, where they let him eat a sandwich, let him, he was allowed to
0: eat a sandwich. Well, we gave him a stool in a space. Well, that's the diplomat treatment. Here you go.
1: That delegate was now the prime minister of an African country. Oh
0: my god! Okay, Can you you see, just imagine you see how this is problematic. Imagine. Imagine in this day and age, not even black or whatever, any prime minister yep. being in this country, yep. and he's eating alone on a stool, a sandwich. I mean, oh, God. It's the
1: old thing in Hollywood where you don't talk shit about people because you never know what they're going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Pedro proposed and created a new office, Special Protocol Service Section, under the Office of Protocol of the State Department. His first report discussed how discrimination against African and Asian diplomats was a problem for the war against communism. Diplomats usually belong to social clubs. It's one of the ways they do business. But in D.C., all of the social clubs were segregated and they weren't about to change their ways for the foreign relations of the United States. Pedro proposed starting a new non-segregated club for members of foreign service. Oh, boy. He also recommended that the state department department determine which restaurants would not allow black people and inform all African diplomats so they wouldn't be
0: embarrassed. I love how you have to like carve out rules in racism yeah. for this particular situation. Welcome to America. Yeah.
1: Here's a list of our racists.
0: <laughs> Welcome. Here's where you can eat comfortably. It, so I can just go to IHOP? No, my oh, God. No, no, no. Do not. Lord, sorry. No. Look at the list. Did okay. you read the list? Do oh, not no, go to IHOP. I don't see Denny's. Oh, but my God. L- listen listen to me, uh, sir. Sir, uh-huh. do not go to a Denny's. Okay. Do not. What about this
1: restaurant called Sambos?
0: You, you are not allowed to go to Sambos. Okay. Subway? No, my God. Are you out of your <laughs> mind, sir? We want you to live. Okay. No. Okay. No, you can't go to any of those places. Okay. Okay? Yes. Look at that. You can go to the Egg Shack. I don't know where... Th- Look at that. You can go to the Egg Shack. Uh-huh. You can go to Chili Buckets. Okay. Um, I hop? Prob- uh, uh, sir, I swear to God, if you say I hop again. It's the only reason I came here. Well, you are... Look, I wish I wish you could go to the International House of Pancakes, but unfortunately... It says
1: international! I
0: understand how vexing that is, but regardless, you're not allowed to go anywhere near there. Mm. Yeah. I hop, you die, Okay.
1: The list of places they shouldn't go was expanded to stores, barbershops, and other public establishments. Get
0: a haircut before you come on your visit. And
1: hotels in each town that would accept black people. (sighs) Motel 6. Yeah. (laughs) Now, based on the previous orange juice incident at the Howard Johnson's in 1957, Howard Johnson, the president of Howard Johnson's, expressed regret. Oh, my bad. In March 1961, Sierra Leone Ambassador Dr. William H. Fitzjohn was not allowed into a Howard Johnson restaurant in Hagerstown, Maryland, along Route 40. He had thought, based on what he was told, that Howard Johnson's was one of the restaurants that now served blacks. Oh, my God. Why would you want to come here? The State Department sent a letter asking the restaurant chain to explain its policy. Yeah. The manager of the local Howard Johnson's explained, quote,
0: Oh, fuck.
1: We're in a peculiar situation here. We didn't serve them before, but we're in the process of changing over.
0: Changing over like it's a menu shift. It was the
1: policy of the former owner not to serve Negroes, but he died last fall and his wife took over the business. We intend to start serving Negroes this week.
0: So you let him know that if he comes in after Thursday, we can serve him. But Wednesday is our last day not allowing blacks in.
1: Wednesday is a non-negro day. Uh, Thursday, brand new day, bring a negro, two for one,
0: off of eggs. Okay, two for and and that's good. That's good all day. All day. Also, he can't make eye contact. No, I please not with, not with the
1: waitress especially. And he
0: can't use the bathroom.
1: Really Do not the bathroom you can. He use He can't the sit in a
0: booth, but he can stand on a. Oh a, no! I'm sorry. Board. We we actually changed that policy. He has to
1: sit on the floor. He can but, sit on the floor, but there's a buffet. Two ninety nine, all you can eat. Two ninety nine, endless pancakes. Not blueberry, yeah, and that is as many plates as you want. As many plates as you want. You cannot take the he plates. He just
0: has to eat it out of the toilet like a sick dog.
1: It, most of most blacks will be fed in the bathroom, the, but you're being
0: served inside the restaurant, which inside, is our new policy. He will be fed by having whites from the town who will come down and throw the food at his mouth at him. Wrapped, it will be bacon wrapped around a rock. Okay. He's going to love it. Don't welcome send him.
1: to America, my friend. You asked why people would, they don't want to come here, but the UN is here, so they have to come here.
0: Yeah, I they just, don't have a choice. you'd think at some point they would just be like, hey, how about this? Get your shit together. Maybe we'll come when you're ready to like treat us like totally, humans. Totally. Pedro Also dodging a bullet by not eating at a Hojo's. Right? Yeah. They don't know how lucky they are
1: your phone and apologized to Ambassador Fitzjohn. He was assured that action was being taken to prevent the recurrence of such an unfortunate event.
0: We plan on serving soon.
1: A couple days later, the mayor of Hagerstown and Howard Johnson of Howard Johnson's issued public apologies.
0: Well, that's good enough.
1: From a Nigerian newspaper. Oh, boy. Quote, It is to be seen how a nation of ku klux klan officials can bring world peace
0: well that's hurt that's hurtful
1: the qualities of abraham lincoln and jefferson are non-existent anymore in america Mm. from the nigerian daily times by this disgraceful act of racial discrimination the united states forfeits its claim to world leadership (laughs) from the west african pilot this act of racism against Fitzjohn clearly demonstrates that America is a country with a completely bankrupted racial policy, a country which still lives in the dark ages.
0: Well, actually, they don't live in the dark ages. If you think about it. Yeah, no, I got it. Okay yeah well, it turns out you're gonna get some bad press in black nations if, we're just you, such, we're won't, just, if you won't surf them we're just such, but it is also amazing to think that Howard Johnson is in a Nigerian newspaper. This is the fucking sixties and it is true too that's where you got to hit us is in our in our history that's where like that's where we get affected then we're like, well, what are you talking about? but it is true think about it i mean it, Lincoln in the was fighting for like, you know, less segregation in the 1800s. And here you are in 1960 being like, whoa, 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 whoa. You drink that OJ outside, pal. I mean,
1: now John F. Kennedy was like, okay, what the fuck? He wrote to Maryland. Okay,
0: uh, what the fuck?
1: And he wrote to Maryland and six other state governors asking for them to help with the racism against diplomats situations Jeez. in their states. Chicago Daily Tribune headline, August uh, April 22nd, 1961. East states asked by Kennedy to be nice to diplomats. Oh my God, could you imagine? That's like adorable. <laughs> be nice to them, please. But then American black people got involved. The black newspaper Washington Afro-American asked if the State Department was asking black diplomats to be treated well, why wasn't the government asking the same for black Americans?
0: Oh, uh, easy now, uh, easy. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. Someone relid this can of worms. Oh, shit, this is awkward. Get the lid back on this worm can.
1: The governor of Maryland told the paper that he was, quote, aware of the situation, but there was a matter of property rights, and he would take no action. What? Well, the people who in the restaurants can do whatever they want. JFK asked the Justice Department about the federal government's legal jurisdiction over segregated Howard Johnson restaurants. The Justice Department. <laughs> I can't believe I like Kennedy being. I know. Any of
0: them all being like, listen, uh, the Howard Johnson. Uh, we need these diplomats need to eat at a Hojo. And we also got to get them into a Shoney's. Hojo is going to make everyone be communist. Hojo. The Justice Department said they couldn't do anything.
1: Kennedy then told the Secretary of Commerce, Luther Hodges, to ask Maryland businesses to voluntarily desegregate. JFK wrote to the head of the NAACP, explaining that the president wanted to end all discrimination, but it was a state matter in the end.
0: Yeah. Pedro... He has has no jurisdiction over getting rid of racism. No, he
1: can't. What are you going to do? Pedro San Juan was then sent to Maryland to talk to restaurant and hotel owners along Route 40.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they were like, oh, they were like, oh, we can't wait to listen to this Cuban tell us about what we need to do racially. Yeah,
1: right. One restaurant owner said, quote, to the hell with the United Nations and the hell with your colored diplomats, I built this place with my sweat. Now you come up here with your clean shirt and press pants and tell me how to run my business. Go back to Washington and tell Kennedy he can feed him. I wouldn't have a customer left if I let them people in here. He's mad at a clean shirt and nice pants. Well, how dare he? You come in here looking all nice like you, not just like a goddamn fucking hillbilly, and you want to tell me stuff with your fancy shirt.
0: With your showers and your teeth. You
1: know what? I dress like this so I can treat people like they're different.
0: I bet you ain't even got a scab on you anywhere. Not even on your penis. All right. I'm going to go now. I feel like I said too much. Maybe the last thing was a little much now that I think about it. I may have revealed a lot. I may have problems with my penis. A Good day to you.
1: Another owner of a hotel told Pedro, quote, I've been 13 years building up my clientele. I got one of the best restaurants and motels on the highway. I know most of my customers. If they saw a Negro come in here or walk out by the motel pool in a bathing suit, they'd never come back. I'm not prejudiced, mind you. No. But if I went along with you and opened up to Negroes, I'd go out of business. All my help was white. Most of them girls from the South. They told me they'd as soon as quit, then clean up after colored people. I'm as patriotic as the next man. Jesus. I know what you're asking is in the best interests of the country, but is the government prepared to subsidize two years worth
0: of losses? It'll take two years for people to get used to it. How about this? How about if you're the boss, mm-hmm. you just tell these people to do their job and clean up. Here's a weird one. Why if you're in Maryland, are you hiring southern white racist
1: waitresses? Yeah. Why not hire local racist?
0: Well, that's why we call it the racist cafe. <laughs> so, you're with I understand what you're saying, but that's off theme for this particular restaurant. Okay? Welcome to Ignorant Watts. How you doing? What kind of toast you want? What? <laughs> and your eggs? Egg whites. Egg whites. You want some cream in your coffee? No coffee, just a glass of cream. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. This one's painful to read in. Oh, boy. You no, know, just the whole thing is just... Yeah, well, it should be. Maryland's longest-serving state senator then accused Kennedy of meddling. He also told restaurant owners to resist... Quote, a man engaged in private business in which there is no public money has a right to conduct that business as he sees fit.
0: Pedro, It's so funny because this is literally the argument we are still having about homosexuals being able to go in businesses in some states. Absolutely and correct. And they're, they're religious and rights. And and they're falling under the same umbrella of, it's like almost like the freedom of business. Like you're allowed your business, you're allowed to dictate your clientele, yeah. which... Again, is just. I mean, it is just like a, a, you know, it's like a different form of segregation. It's,
1: we just had these fucking this bakery who would yeah the bake a wedding went, cake yeah. for two black two gay people. Yeah, it's no fucking different.
0: Yeah, it's and absolutely again, no different. I, I don't understand. Like, I never understand the idea that, like, because a lot of this will come from, you know, I don't think you're speaking out of turn if you say that, like, in the South there is a deeper racism, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's more. Like, it's just. That, I mean, that's obviously what the Civil War was over, but then it comes from this sort of, like, religious sect yeah. where you would think that the... That wouldn't be the case. Well, that you would be well, influenced... Jesus was a black man? But you would be influenced by the idea of, like... Love for all. Love and, and no. like, compassion no. and understanding and progression no and all this stuff, but you're like, well, for everything, but not when it comes to race. It's just like, or like sexual orientation. Yeah, they're fucking, it's just crazy. All right. (sighs) Pedro's Protocol. That's why I'm opening a cake store that only serves to gays. Uh, It's the best kind of cake store. It's called what? Gakes. Pedro's Protocol office issued another report
1: stating that African diplomats thought the government didn't care about segregation, but that they (laughs) didn't think they had to comply with the segregation laws as diplomats and honored guests. They felt they have the same rights and privileges as all diplomats at the point. The protocol office was actively helping African diplomats find housing, but it was still just as problematic. It would often take months. Oh my God. It was obvious. Washington real estate owners kept blacks out of the better residential areas of the city The office saw the only way to change this was with new laws. Either way, African diplomats now saw Washington, D.C. as a hardship post. Oh my God. And it's like, it's D.C. Yeah. (laughs) The protocol office also wanted to establish a beach for diplomats because all beaches within reach were segregated.
0: Are you fucking shitting me? No. They needed to come up with diplomat beach? Yep. Funny, the only people I ever see here are fellow
1: diplomats. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, they tried to get the Africans to sell their companies to the office instead of the press. Which was happening more and more frequently. Feels good. Um, In June 1961, Adam Melik Sow, the ambassador of Chad, left New York for Washington, D.C., he stopped at the Bonnie Brer Diner on Route 40 for a cup of coffee. When he walked into the diner, he was told by a waitress, quote, the restaurant does not serve people of your color. That's the way it is here. Sal so explained that... Uh, that... Oh, shit, another fucking autocrat. Sal so explained that that kind of discrimination would not benefit her country's relations with Africa. Oh, man. She then told him to get his ass out. Oh, God. He did. When a reporter asked her about the incident a couple of days later, she said, he looked like an ordinary run-of-the-mill nigger to me. I couldn't tell he was an ambassador.
0: <laughs> well, you know what they say about diplomats. They all look the same. 1961. Just so everybody's keeping track. It's also cool to learn about someone being a diplomat and then still feel comfortable enough to drop Fuck the bomb right? Yeah.
1: Better than you, waitress lady.
0: Yeah. Well, he I just mean, looked like a regular nigger.
1: If we're talking about, you know, where people are... In their lives, diplomat? Yeah. Better than you.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Now, the governor of Maryland stepped up and said what happened was an insult to everyone in Chad and asked the people of Maryland.
0: I never even met Chad. (laughs) I've met the people of Maryland. He sounds like a dick. (laughs) uh,
1: Asked the people of Maryland to put their nation above personal (laughs) interests. Meanwhile, the Soviet Union started a propaganda campaign about the racist incidents in America.
0: Uh, I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Smart. So smart. Fuck yeah.
1: Uh, August 29th, 1961, two uh, reporters from the Afro-American newspaper put on tuxedos while the third reporter dressed in maroon robes and a gem-covered leopard print crown. What's That's, like this lost happening? in America. The three Americans are dressing up. Okay. They then headed to Route 40 in a borrowed limo. They had fake identities made from the fake country of Goban. They then went from Route 40 restaurant to Route 40 restaurant. At their first stop, the robe-covered diplomat got tangled in the robes and for several minutes couldn't get out of the car. When they eventually got in, the waitress took them to a side dining room. The owner demanded to know where they were from.
0: The, uh, sorry, these are black guys? Yeah, Amer- okay, American
1: black guys. Okay, I just didn't diplomats. know if they were black.
0: Okay. For a minute, I thought they were white, and I was like, what's their angle? That doesn't prove anything. Yeah, they're like, we're going to go eat for free. At
1: the next restaurant, the Double T Diner, the manager asked them for their diplomatic credentials before he would serve them, saying it was state law. (laughs) Later, he told them he read National Geographic, which had a lot about
0: Africa. Sir, 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 (laughs) sir, sir, you just did the I have a black friend. It's even worse than
1: that. It's just so... (laughs) Uh, you know, I read I read about your people, your, your blacks in the uh, National Geographic. If you're so black,
0: carry a basket on your head. Uh, fuck.
1: I see that, uh, you know, you're topless. That's cool. <laughs> the reporters then wrote that just by putting on costumes and using accents, they were given very different treatment than black Americans were given.
0: Oh, dude, I'm hoping that this, and I know it doesn't, but sets off just black people all dressing up like kings just (laughs) trying to get into restaurants now.
1: That would be amazing. (laughs) Just like,
0: we can't actually validate your nation, man. We'll have to put a pin in it. Uh, I'm looking at the ambassador from Lesotho right this way, sir. You actually checked out over here. Sorry about that.
1: Meanwhile, Pedro San Juan was trying to create public support uh, for accommodation legislation in the Maryland General Assembly. He had the green light from Kennedy to do what he was needed. San Juan was able to address the Maryland Assembly and explain the importance for U.S. interests. He told them foreign policy shouldn't be jeopardized over a 10-cent cup of coffee. On September 25th... When you put it like that. Yeah, it is kind of a, Yeah. On September 25th, 1961, members of the Kennedy administration met with 200 business leaders along Route 40. They were told the president was asking them for assistance. They told the owners that the U.S. was being embarrassed, and this was an overriding issue for the country. The business owners were not impressed with the speech, and that became apparent when they were allowed to ask questions and make comments. Oh, God. The first guy stood up and said,
0: what in the hell are you doing here? Oh, my God.
1: The most American, the most American response to, can we please be reasonable, that has ever been Can said. we be
0: reasonable? Let me get up and shout.
1: Then the meeting descended into yelling and booing. They were not interested in desegregation, whether it affected the safety of the U.S. or not. They resented the government coming in and telling them what to do. They shouldn't have to. Before leaving, the administration officials basically made a threat. They said if this wasn't handled privately, they, were, they would be forced to find another way, a government solution. The next month, the Committee of Restaurant disbanded itself because the members believed, quote, that restaurant integration was a statewide problem, not one limited to their corner of northeast Maryland. Oh, fuck. The State Department initiated an equal opportunity employment program and went to major cities to recruit black college students. And now Route 40 had a target on it from those fighting against segregation. Core the Congress of Racial Equality decided to target restaurants along Route 40 with sit-ins. course, said the State Department opened Route 40 up for them to go after.
0: That's so great. Like, the idea that the government and, and, and like, bla- black protest styles have to unite yeah. in order to just get these assholes right? to learn a lesson. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, legal, like legal black protests that you're just like, yeah, enjoy, go fuck yourself.
1: They even sent a letter to the State Department of the United Nations explaining what they were doing and that they'd be happy to help in the future. Ah, uh, that's so great. Um, they were planning for a thousand members to stage sit-ins uh, at Route 40 restaurants on November 11th, 1961. They wanted the governor to call a special session to pass public accommodations law that had already passed committee, but the governor refused. He thought it would just cause the bill to be defeated. Core said they would postpone the sit-in if 25 or 30 restaurants agreed to desegregate voluntarily. And that's what happened on November 8th. 30 restaurants did. 35 restaurants did. Core postponed the sit-ins. Pedro San Juan said it was progress, but not success. Then activists tested to see if the restaurants had actually desegregated. 25 of the 35 had. On December 16th, Martin Luther King was arrested in Georgia and Route 40 was suddenly forgotten. Pater wrote an internal memo saying Cord helped with the Route 40 situation and a State Department speechwriter called him and told him he had, quote, appalling bedfellows. Wow. So maybe it's not as nice as you thought it was. It's awkward. Uh, February 1962, the public accommodations bill was introduced into the Maryland Assembly and then tabled by segregationists. But the State Department kept pushing. The governor called a special session. Pedro came and told the segregationists that if they didn't pass the bill, they were agents of the Soviet Union.
0: (laughs) Them's fighting words. That's like calling Marty McFly chicken. It was rejected by
1: two votes. Damn it. In 1963, a new turnpike opened between Baltimore and the Delaware Bridge.
0: I mean, is that what it took? They're like, we'll open a new goddamn freeway.
1: That's a government solution, isn't it?
0: Is that really why? Well, I, I couldn't find
1: out why, but if all this shit's going on and they start building a new turnpike, come on.
0: Welcome to Equals. Come on in, anyone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So they build a new turnpike between Baltimore and the Delaware Bridge, making it unnecessary for motorists and truckers to use Route 40. Oh my God. Travelers on...
0: If you're like the Route 40 restaurants, you're like, all right, well, maybe we've been idiots.
1: Okay, so guess what? All We're right, serving sorry, everybody. Sorry. Only, serving, blacks, all only blacks. Only blacks. I'm serving all comers. Uh, Route 40 was dead. And on July 1963... <laughs> Pedro San Juan was assigned to what was described as administrative Siberia, where he was, quote, kept under wraps. He was working for the Special Assistant for Minority Affairs, which would coordinate equal opportunity in the State Department and look for black people to work in the Foreign Service and handle the ongoing problem of housing African diplomats. One top official at the State Department called Pedro, quote, a nigger lover who was stirring up trouble.
0: Hey, well... So that's all good, right? Whatever. Everybody happy? Look, he's you know he's just just one dude talking. (sighs) Jesus.
1: The situation along Route Forty and the stubborn refusal by the restaurant owners and the Maryland legislators uh, led to a remedy for the situation, and was one of the reasons the government pushed the Federal Civil Rights Act of nineteen sixty four. Wow. It allowed. It outlawed discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin, and ended racial segregation in schools, at the workplace, and public accommodations. Ugh. So they fucked, they fucked with the government, they fucked with national security, and that's one of the main reasons for the federal civil rights. That'll Act. learn you. Things worked out pretty well for Pedro San Juan. In the end, he was awarded the Superior Honor Award of Department of State in 1965. He then worked for the Secretary of Defense from 1971 to 1975 and then the Office of International Security F- Affairs uh, where he helped to ban the use of biological weapons. He was director of the Defense Energy Task Force during the OPEC crisis. Um, blah, 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 he went on and on. He was appointed by President Reagan as the first Assistant Secretary of the Interior for Territorial and international affairs Bush the first Appointed to work At the UN In 2005 He wrote a book About his experience Called The UN Gang A memoir Of incompetence Corruption Espionage Anti-Semitism And Islamic extremism oh my, At the UN Oh my god He also wrote Satirical books One was called W and Eddie In which presidential George W Bush Gets advice From a pet coyote What? <laughs> Peter Senwan Died at 82 uh, In 2012 What? Yep
0: w and eddie w and eddie so that was fun that was fun uh god damn it our country is really well and then you think you know it's just like and and then you just look you know you look around at like what's happening now and the racial pot is just again being like violently stirred by yep by the, the by politicians or like a sect of the population and
1: or they're just being killed by police
0: yeah. Well, that the, is. The, uh, like, the Chicago thing is insane. Chicago thing is insane. So, you know. It's all insane. But, it, you know, there there is still, like, you know, we just can't get past racism. No. <laughs> like, any and, and <clears throat> it feels like we've peaked with how, or not peaked, but we are definitely in a down from where we were, you know, like, a few years ago.
1: Well, I like, think the internet's just bringing it all out. Yeah. I think there's, it's like the wild west of shitty things to say. Yeah,
0: and so they're emboldened. Yeah,
1: and they're all meeting up. They're all meeting each other and
0: gathering. Well, and course. again, now there's you know there's some sort of like, yeah. That I mean more more uh, yeah again I mean like you look at Trump rallies like black people get fucking thrown out. Pun- sucker punched Oh okay. the shit kicked out although of him although what about
1: the black Trump supporter the, weirdest. the other guy we,
0: yeah, we, the black we Trump supporter that. beat up the white guy yeah. so now it's all well, now we're all off the map well uh, but uh, you will say this right that 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 black dude probably lives like a king in the Trump world now like once oh, yeah. he gets out of jail like he yeah. in the Trump world they're like we found our good one you're absolutely right yeah he'll get like a sash a sash? yeah, yeah he will he'll get like a king black sash and he'll just be at the Trump rallies ugh um
1: that was a feel-good story
0: yeah well that that is not you know that's not as bad as like you know the these slavery stories but it still is just like you know it's just the same shit a different day like all the the time with
1: the early 60s yeah
0: i know and these are these are diplomats diplomats and to think. I mean they built a freeway to stop it instead of like changing the thinking and people are mad at Trump but it's like
1: that thinking hasn't gone away he's not doing anything but telling them what they want to hear yeah he's just they're yeah. still there
0: he's just doing he's winning every poll he is winning every poll that's what he's doing big hands big, oh he's got tiny hands small be. hands um well this is quite a session yeah Hopefully I've happened. enjoyed I've enjoyed our day um, I don't know. I enjoyed our falafel together at lunch, and mm. that's it, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Um, you got anything else to say? We are the dollop on uh, Twitter. Yes. Uh, we uh, the dollop on Facebook. Yep. We have a sub Reddit. The dollop. Uh, tell your friends. Um, tell your family. We uh, like to party.
0: Yeah, love to party. Um we just got a dog? No, oh, good. Oh good. The dogs are fighting. I told you if we waited just one more minute, we could hear a wild dog fight in the yard. Yes, yeah, and cool. Jose is and Jose is just sitting up like a human in a chair like
1: Cool as a fucking cucumber. <laughs> just does not give a shit.
0: <laughs> look at him. Look at him sitting. <laughs> this is like whatever. He
1: needs like fight. a mini beer in his hand. Like I'm going back to dr- licking
0: my body. <laughs> yeah. I got bowling later, so
1: all right, well, uh, we
0: sign cards. Yes, we do. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army